This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Has to work quickly. Down to six seconds. Carr going down again. And it's Quinton Williams this time for the Jets. Looks right, fires a bomb down the right sideline again for Mims. What a catch by Denzel Mims. And welcome back to another episode of the Cooler Jets podcast. We're your host, Ben Blessington and Michael Ania. Back with another podcast. This time, obviously, we're in the dead of the offseason. And JetX has just launched their offseason simulator. Michael, first, how you doing, man? And second, why don't you explain to our listeners what this is and, and what we're going to be doing today? I'm doing really good, and I'm so excited to finally put out uh, this off-season app that we've been working on for quite a long time. Uh, Ryan Gray did a great job working with us putting this together, and I think it's really cool. I definitely, because there are so many great simulators out there where you can do mock drafts, free agency cuts, all these different things, but there aren't, there isn't really a place where you can do all of them at once. So I wanted to, and we all want to put together um, an app where you can sort of do all of those things at the same time. Start off with your Darnold trade, your trade down in the draft, your Watson trade, and then do your cuts and your free agency and the mock draft all in one place. So it's something that we've been working on for quite a while, and I'm I'm thrilled with how it's turned out. When I first saw it, um, after uh, just talking over ideas, and then Ryan gave us the first draft of it, it was I was blown away. It was so awesome, and I've been running through it so many times, testing it out, and and just having fun with it, going through so many different scenarios uh, over the past few weeks. So. I'm so excited for people to finally get the chance to use it. You can use it at jetsxfactor.com. As long as you're subscribed, you can get your first month free. So you can give it a try and you don't have to commit to anything uh, as long as you make an account uh, and subscribe with that first month free. So I'm really excited to go through some simulations with you. We're going to do a few different scenarios. We'll do a Deshaun Watson scenario and see how the offseason plays out from there. We'll do a trade down from two version. We'll do a more standard version with just trade, uh, just trading Darnold. So, right. I think that's what we'll do. Three different uh, scenarios, starting off with that main first domino of how you sort of handle the quarterback position, that number two pick and go from there and see how everything plays out. Yeah. We're going to be doing the ideal offseason blueprint for three different scenarios for the jets. And, they're at a bit of a crossroads right now. Obviously, the quarterback is the most important decision that they have to make this offseason. And with Wentz being dealt this week, all eyes have turned to the Jets and Darnold. And, and you know, I think the compensation for Wentz was a little, maybe a little bit less than people thought it would be a three and then a, a future two that can turn into a one. But honestly, the fact that the Jets are going to get 
most likely at least a second round pick for Darnold is great considering how poorly he played this year. Maybe they could steal a one from one of these teams in this simulator. They're, they're limited to, to second overall or second round picks. Um, and as a reminder, if you go to the Jets X Factor YouTube, you can watch the um, video portion of this podcast, which is just the, the shared screen running through this simulator. Um, so yeah, let's just hop right into it. Let's go with the the least likely of the three, which in our eyes is keeping Darnold. Um, but if they do keep Darnold, obviously Douglas is going to have to be aggressive. I mean, he made that promise to Sam Darnold's parents that he was going to surround him with with playmakers and protection, and obviously they didn't do that last year. And you can't give Darnold any more um, years where it's unclear of, of the type of player he is. I don't think they ultimately stick with him, but if they do, which is more likely than I think some would admit, just given that he is a good fit in the scheme. He is only 24. He has a boatload of potential. Um, but if they're going to do it, I would imagine they would trade down and go all out, you know, give him no excuses, give him a ton of protection and a ton of help. So in some ways, outside of maybe trading for Watson, I think the Jets would be the most aggressive in this situation. So let's just start trading down from two. I don't think they would stay at two, just given the value there. I think the Jets can get a ton of picks back. So just looking at what the Jets could theoretically get for the second overall pick in this simulator, um, there's an offer from the Falcons, which gives us uh, their first pick, their second pick, and their fourth round pick all this year. There's an offer from the Lions, which is their first, second, third, fourth, and a third next year. There's an offer from the Panthers, which is their first, second, third, fourth, and a two next year. Uh, the Broncos, um, first, second, third, fourth, and a two and a six next year. And then lastly, the Washington football team, which is a first, second, third, another third, a fourth, and then a one next year. Michael, out of all of these picks or, or teams and offers, I guess, which one's the most intriguing in your eyes? Well, I, I think what's interesting is that uh, – and, and just – looking at these offers, but also hypothetically, if this did happen, I think the further down you go in the first round, obviously the more picks you're, or the more value you're going to get out of the additional picks you're getting in addition to that first rounder. So I guess it depends on what the, if obviously if you do get multiple offers, I guess it would depend on what the jets are looking for. Are they looking for quantity? Are they looking to stay high in the first round and just throw in a couple extra picks because that Falcons trade is pretty interesting if you can hop down because obviously if you're trading down you're probably not taking a quarterback you're probably sticking with sam darnold like we are in this scenario so if you move down two spots with the falcons the falcons are going to be taking quarterback presumably the dolphins would be trading with someone who'd take a quarterback and you know that could happen but and then you could sit here at number four and have a choice uh, to take a really good prospect and then you could throw in a couple extra picks uh, in terms of, in, at least in this one, the second round pick and the fourth right. round pick and not lose out on anything just for moving back a couple spots. And then there are some other trades where you'd lose out on more talent in the first round um, by dropping back a few more spots, but you'd throw in a lot more in addition to that. So I guess it depends on what the goal is, but I, I guess for the sake of this one, let, let's go with the Falcons trade. I like the opportunity you can get up there to potentially get one of that one of the best non-quarterback prospects right. if not the best if three quarterbacks go in the top three spots and you could throw in a high second round pick it, and a fourth rounder so let's do this one exactly there are a lot it, of different it, ways you can go it makes sense but the jets virtually lose nothing because as you mentioned all presumably all top three teams will be going with a quarterback so the jets don't really miss out on the player they may have targeted it to if they weren't going to take a quarterback and they just add draft capital out of all these in my eyes i actually i would actually say the panthers offer is the best because you only move down to eight 
you pick up their second, third, and fourth this year, and you pick up a second next year, which I think is a would be a, a tremendous offer. But we'll stick with Michael's gut on this one and go with the Falcons. And then next, it's re-signs. And this is probably the same for, for all three of them, but we'll run through it on this time at least. Um, let's fly through these real quick. There's some that are obviously more important than others, but we're going to go alphabetical order. Josh Adams, the running back, who, you know, I don't want to say it was impressive, but he at least flashed sometimes. You know, I think maybe it was just because yeah, we were watching Frank Gore for the carries, but he was great at the ones he did get. Right. So we'll, we'll bring him back. And he was, he, he's a good fit for the scheme. I mean, he's one of the only running backs the Jets have that can get, that brings that speed to get to the outside and cut it up field. Josh Andrews, he was terrible. No, he's not coming get back. Get out of here. Basham is more of a three, four outside linebacker. And I think if there's yeah, a team, I, I agree. We can, let, one, we can let him go just because of scheme. I like Basham, but scheme wise, I don't think it's. A yeah. I would explore it because I actually do think he has a lot of promise as, as a pass rusher, but maybe you could try him at a five tech, but um, I think he would have an opportunity to potentially start elsewhere. Daniel Brown. Nope. See you. Trevon Conley, uh, Coley. Don't even remember you playing for the team. Pat Elfline. Interesting one, yeah, Michael. Yeah. You're very against Those him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Matthias Farley, some depth maybe at safety. Special Pat Elfline did have, you know, two nice blocks that people saw on Twitter, but he plays a lot more than two plays, and he was bad okay. on the other 300. So, Would you bring back Farley? Pass. Um, We can bring him back. For, he's I'm gonna, a pretty okay, good blocker. I'm going to bring up a counter guy. here. I'm going to bring up a really quick counter here because Farley makes sense from special teams' perspective. And I think you had a poll, maybe it was last week or two weeks, talking about Bradley McDougald saying, let's see if we can get a hundred percent. You were doing a, who should, should the jets bring him back? Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. And you were trying to get a hundred percent of people to say that they wouldn't bring Bradley McDougal back. Cause I think in your eyes, it was like, why would they bring him back? He was pretty bad, but I think it's important to keep in mind that McDougald is familiar with the scheme. He's probably the most natural strong safety right now. It seemed like he's roster. familiar with it, the way he was playing. Well, he was playing That's in a different, oh, well, it was different team. Yeah, exactly. That is true. And for two years, $5 million is mean, your third is, safety? He is going on to 30. I think he was really bad last year. All right, we'll um, go. We'll stick with Farley for this. We'll, we'll pass on him. But I guess I could see the appeal just with the veteran experience. We'll go with Farley, though, because of special right. teams value. Flacco and Gore, they can go to the retirement home. Hager, he's gone. Hewitt, I don't think they bring back. I, I just mean, think that I, he's... Flacco, we have my 1.8 million. But he's not... Here. But he's not a good scheme fit. I mean, he doesn't threaten yeah, anybody with mobility. Probably. Um, so, and I think there's there's some options of free agency as well. Uh, Neville Hewitt, I think, will have an opportunity to start elsewhere as a 3-4 outside linebacker, or inside linebacker. He's just more of a thumper, and the Jets are looking yeah. for speed and pass coverage. So, he's gone. Frank Luvu, not that. a scheme fit. Arthur Millett. I, I would bring back Millett. I think he has I think training camp body, yeah. Valuable. May. Now, there's not an option on this, but I would actually explore the franchise tag with May. Um, but we'll go ahead and resign him. I just think that it is something to explore. It's not going to be too expensive for the Jets, around $10 million. And it buys you another year just to see if, if Davis and May go well together, because I think there are some questions in my head about, you know, are they too, they're not necessarily too similar, but I think Davis, as at least as a college prospect, he came out and a lot of people thought he was going to be more of the free safety. Right you know, play the middle of the field, which is perfect for this defense, but that's also May's strengths. So now Davis is kind of sliding more into that strong safety role. So there's some question marks there. So maybe you franchise May, see how they play. If Davis is balling out, then maybe you trade May. I don't know, but we'll go for the all intents and purposes. We'll, we will resign him. We already yeah, passed him. I, I agree. I think the franchise tag is what happens and probably the best route. Uh, and then hopefully he plays well again and you extend him from there, but um, we'll definitely resign him for all intents and purposes here. Like you said. 
Perriman, I think he's gone. Um, Pool. We're bringing back Pool. Resign Pool. I'm, I'm right vetoing now. this. I'm vetoing. We what? got one veto. I'm saying we're not bringing back Pool. And why? why? Not because I would be against it, but I. If you read about how close K1 Williams is with Robert Sala, it just makes all the sense in the world. He's run the system. He's about as good as Brian Poole is. They both have some health issues, but Williams was fantastic. Both him and Poole were both fantastic in 2019. I just think it makes more sense. And at $7 million a year, I, I obviously am, am for it. Um, he did plan to Dan this, Quinn. For this one, but, we'll go with Williams, but next time we'll go with Poole. Okay. I mean, the, the re-signs will just fly through in the other ones. We'll just address it on this one. Jeff Smith, Jeff Smith goodbye. No. Vincent, Vincent Smith, Smith. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe Vincent. I would like Vincent Smith. All right, we'll bring, we'll bring back, we'll we'll bring back all Vincent. Special uh, uh, potential as a returner. I like his speed. Gase really didn't use him at all this year. So I do like Vincent Smith. All right, Vincent all right, Smith. all right. He's got maybe he's got a little bit of after catch. All right, we'll bring back Vincent Smith. Ross Travis is gone. No one knows you. Jordan Jenkins, not a scheme fit. Um, great team guy, solid player. I just don't think it makes any sense right. to bring him back. Langy, I'm bringing back Langy. Um, and the only reason is is the Jets currently have no outside linebacker depth whatsoever. And I think Langy's a guy who maybe isn't the best player in the world, but he's certainly a hustle player. And he, you know, he gives it his all. He's not bad as a depth guy, and he's a great special teamer. So. You know, I think he's yeah, fine. he's a good guy to bring back. Kyron Brown, he's gone. Bennett Jackson is the last one, and he's now returning as well. So those are our re-signs. Um, Josh Adams, uh, Matthias sure Farley. We're on Frank Gore. I think we're pretty sure on Frank Gore. <laughs> Millet, May, um, Vincent Smith, and Harvey Lange. So those are the guys we're bringing back that are currently free agents. Now, really quickly, let's do some roster cuts here. Michael, out of all the guys here, there's only a really a few that make much sense to be cut. We might return to one of them after we see what happens in the free agency market. In this simulator, free agents do decline you, so we don't really know what's going to happen there. But heading into free agency, I think there's one that we can all agree on. Henry Anderson, not a scheme fit, not a great player. His wife is an interesting Twitter follower. Um, so I'm going to say we cut Henry Anderson. Yeah, we'll game. just do we'll do the Anderson cut every time. Um, I think there are a couple here we can do every time. I think Anderson... And Lewis are pretty yeah. much givens to me. I think I think they bring back Van Roten, not necessarily because of his performance. Yeah. I just think he's a better fit in the scheme, and they have to choose between him and Lewis. He's cheaper. You're not worried um, about him starting. But, but then in addition to those two, there are a couple different ones we could play out differently Okay. Um, throughout the, throughout each of these. I think Crowder and Fant are two that right, – right now I say with this one, well, we're doing the trade down one here. So I think we're going to get a lot of extra pieces – I think potentially fill holes. So maybe this is the one where we do cut them because I, I think, think both of them can earn those numbers and we will have one scenario where we keep them, but it's definitely worth exploring what you could do without them. So, so what I think, think, no, I don't think so. Here's why I think fan, you go into free agency and you, if you, so if a tackle agrees, then maybe you go back and cut fan because you can do that afterwards. Crowder, I say, He's the only receiver here that really has any chemistry with Darnold, maybe a little bit of Mims. I think you keep him. For the Watson scenario, I think that's the one where maybe we cut Crowder. I think the concern is that Crowder um, is obviously a fantastic slot receiver, but in this offense, they don't, you know, Kyle Shanahan doesn't use 11 personnel that much. I mean, the Jets were towards the top of the league in 11 personnel, which is three receivers last year. And this year, they're going to be in the bottom half of that. A lot of 12 personnel, a lot of two receiver sets, but I think Crowder is such a great player. And I think he, you know, does fit the scheme in other ways. I think he's underrated after the catch. He's slippery. He can get open. He's really the only 
proven receiver on this roster. So I think we keep both of them for now. I think Fant, we might circle back uh, as we have into the free agents right, right yeah, now. Yeah, that makes sense. And and I am all aboard keeping Crowder no matter what. I just think he's a very underrated player. But I agree. For the Watson one, we'll, we'll, we'll go with cutting Crowder for that one and see if we can get a bigger name receiver. But we'll stick with him for now. And I guess we can cut a few more fringe people just to open up a little bit more space. Um, how about Doxon? We can get Doxon out. Josh okay. Malone. So that's another couple million. Um, Ryan Griffin. I guess we can take him out and look for a different tight end free agency. Yes, definitely. Um, and I guess in addition to that, is there anyone else who comes to mind? Corey Ballantyne. I guess we can get rid of him. Um, and that should do it. There's a few okay. more million there. So go into free agency. Sounds now. good. Let, all right, let's go into free agency. Um, so we'll need a backup quarterback. Yeah, that's what I was just about to bring up. The backup quarterback is interesting because it's obviously a need that nobody's talking about. The Jets drafted Morgan last year, and I don't think he's obviously not ready to start. I don't know if he's even ready to have that QB2 role. role. He was pretty much QB4 last year. I think he's ready to be QB3 now. It's a very slow progression with him. But if you're bringing back Darnold, because look, if you draft a a rookie QB, it makes sense to have a, a veteran on the team. Um, that's, you know, has starting experience that Morgan doesn't have, but if you're bringing back Darnold, the argument can be made to just, Hey, save the cap space, build around Darnold and have Morgan as the backup. But I think it's important to remember that Nick Mullins does have experience in the system. So Michael, what, what are your thoughts on the backup quarterback with this scenario? I think it is interesting here because you could also think about, you know, not just getting a backup, but maybe trying to push him uh, with some competition. So maybe going a little bit more expensive to try and get a better option who might be able to, compete with him a little bit harder Jameis and just have so, the most interceptions of any team in the league. <laughs> you, uh, you, you got to start the opposing defense every week no matter what if the Jets had that combo that would be interesting for sure but I, I do like you said about Mullins though but but I think we can do that for a different okay, scenario yeah, right so we're just looking for a pure backup so let's have some fun and go with Geno Smith no I'm just kidding oh my god let's I guess who do, you, who do you think? I, I, th- I would like actually go Fitz Mullins. Patrick idea. It's no, kind of jumping out to me. I know no. it sounds hilarious, but he, in Miami, kind of played that role really well, I think. Maybe Tyron Taylor, one year, five I think Taylor makes a lot of sense if you draft Fields, because I think, you know, you, you kind of want a backup that emulates some of the strengths that your starter has, and Taylor's really the only guy in this region list. Andy Dalton, three million, one year. <sighs> This is a tough one right. because it right, seems let's... like everything we're doing has some storyline attached to it. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's try to sign Dalton. Dalton accepted. Yes. All right, Andy All right, Dalton is – there we go. Uh, it's our first free agent signing. There. Now let's go to the receivers. And here it's interesting because obviously last year Douglas didn't prioritize the receiver, the receiving room. As Oscar explained in last week's podcast, the Jets aren't going to be really looking for an Allen Robinson type of receiver. He even really questioned Denzel Mims's fit, that they're going to have to really carve out a role and maybe look at – um, what Kyle Shanahan did with Julio Jones in Atlanta, because that's the type of receiver that Mims is more of that possession, that jump ball type of guy, contested catch. He's not really a guy who gets a lot of separation in this offense. It's a lot of separation in yards after the catch. I do think Mims is underrated after the catch, but the Jets are going to be looking for somebody who's shiftier um, and can create plays after the catch. Obviously the one that jumps out to everybody's Curtis Samuel, but yes. Michael, who, I think who that's do you think if the start. Jets, Okay, yeah, we'll start with Curtis. Curtis. Oh, and, and let them know how much cap space we have. Right. Okay. So we are currently after signing Andy Dalton and making our releases. We're at seventy million dollars, seventy and a half million dollars. So Curtis Samuel, three years, thirty-six million dollar deal. Let's Give offer it. Shot. Yes, he accepted. Two for two. Okay. 
Curtis Samuel is now on the team. Good so far. So we have our trio here of Curtis Samuel, Crowder, and Denzel Mims, and, and Mims. receiver. And we have right. the fourth overall pick, which will probably not be a wide receiver, but we do have two high second round picks. So we could have a really nice four well, deep wide receiver room. And I'm glad you actually brought up the fourth overall pick because we're not into the draft yet, but I think it's something to think about, at least with just that first overall pick. Sewell is probably going to be there. Now we'll see what happens in the mock draft. But if he is there, then that makes all the sense in the world why you cut Fant and maybe don't pursue a tackle in free agency. So it does kind of alter how you would look at free agency. But who knows? Maybe the Dolphins stay at three and take Sewell. So I guess maybe you wait to cut Fant afterwards. But maybe, I guess, in this scenario, we stay away from the tackles just to kind of see what happens. Although I think we still can at least try to see if we can get either Taylor Moen or Daryl Williams. Then if we can, we can just cut Fant and you could cross tackle off the list. And then, and then I guess take a corner or something, else. yeah. Take um, Go through receiver. Okay, so now when you look at the running backs, I can't imagine Douglas is going to invest much in the running back position. And there's two ways to kind of look at that. Obviously, he values draft capital more. So in some perspective, it would make sense for him to just sign a kind of a cheap veteran running back who can just take the rock, hit the hole, get the yards, whatever. And I think a guy, um, you know, James White, Tevin Coleman, Mike Davis, Jamal Williams, Marlon Mack, those type of guys, I think they actually will end up signing because I think he's not going to obviously invest big money into it, but I think he would just, you know, take a little flyer on a, on a, on a veteran uh, and just start him. And then maybe you draft somebody a little bit later. The alternative path is that he doesn't value it. So he's not going to pay it. And he's just going to have rookies and, and young guys on rookie contracts there. Michael, what do you think about the running back position? Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to go for one of these mid-tier signings. Uh, I don't think they're going to just completely ignore it and go with P. Ryan, Johnson Adams, rookie. I do. It, there are some solid names here in this middle of the pack market that I think they could go for. Jamal Williams is my favorite, but also, like you mentioned, Marlon Mack, Mike Davis is here. So who um, should we offer? Some good options here. I, Jamal Williams is my guy. Are you on All board right. with that? For yeah, two I'm years, on board. 10 two, years, two years, 10 million, and he has decided to sign elsewhere. Wow. Well, Jamal, you're dead to us. But, but in the next... <laughs> All right, let's go with Mike path. Davis. Three three years, 10 million. Mike Davis right, decided to sign elsewhere. One year, 4 million for Mack. Let's give that a shot. Marlon Mack right, accepts. Marlon Mack's our guy. All right, Marlon Mack is the running back for Sam Darnold's Jets. I guess Brita was another option as well. Um, played in San Francisco. Now, Kyle Juszczyk, Michael, yes. I think me and you both on board with signing Juszczyk. Two years, $8 million. Let's see if he accepts. And he did. So Kyle Juszczyk go. is now on board. So the Jets building it up um, with the running back and fullback. And now you look at the tight end market. And I know, Michael, a few weeks ago, we did a podcast talking about free agents. And I think me and you both kind of decided they would stay away from the top free agents. But I will – at tight end. But I will say, Johnny Smith in this offense as the next George Kittle – and you pair him with Chris Herndon, especially after hearing Oscar talk about the amount of 12 personnel they're going to try right. to run. I, that is more important than a slot receiver in this offense. A second tight end is more important than a slot receiver. So if you sign a guy like Janu, then Herndon becomes your second tight end. And then I think the Jets are really strong up front. So I would be curious if, if we can get Janu here. We already signed Curtis Samuel. What do you think about if we can get him here, cutting Crowder at this point? I think if they get John, okay, if John accepts, we cut Crowder. If not, we move on. Maybe sign Trey Burton, okay? All right, let's go for John. Five years, $40 million. He's our stud. He's our stud. So we can go ahead and cut. Oh, well, Crowder is, well, we can't cut. Oh, we used up our cuts already. Uh, We we shouldn't have burned through them. Well, it's whatever. Okay. Don's going to have all the Can't have enough weapons. Yes. Okay. So we we won't cut Crowder then. And we guess we blew it on Fan too. That was kind of dumb. 
All right, whatever. We're all learning. All right, now, the offensive line. Now, this is where, obviously, the Jets were, I would imagine, are going to spend the most of their money. I think Joe Tooney makes the most sense. I think that there really isn't – well, I don't want to jinx it. The Jets have the most money. They have the need. They have the interest. They wanted him last year. I just think it makes all the sense in the world. He's a perfect scheme fit. He's young. He's durable. He hasn't missed a single game. I think Joe Tooney makes all the sense. I think the Jets outbid everybody for Joe Tooney, unless it gets absurd – you know, over $16 million a year or something like that, then maybe I can see him back backing out. But I think Joe Tooney is, is the apple of Joe yeah, Douglas' so eyes. Five years, 76 point, and he accepts for about $15 million a year. So we're at $27.1 million in cap yeah, space. Just now. on the offense. Just on the offense, we're at $27 yeah, million. Touch defense. <laughs> now we could, we could, you know, in this scenario, you could cut Crowder. I think you probably would if you signed Jonu and Samuel. Um, but we'll keep him for now, I guess. Do you go after Lindsley? The center at this point, you... I think we passed. Okay, on. all right. So we, we're done with the offensive side of the ball. We got our guard. We got a tight we end. We did go heavy on offense back. here. So I think on defense, we should think about probably one big edge guy and then go yes. cheaper at the cornerback position. So who do you want to offer at edge? Because I don't think Shaq Barrett makes it a free agency. Trey Hendrickson, Hendrickson is interesting. 26, 4 3 defensive end, but you kind of have to weigh this year's production versus. Years past, Carl Lawson is, I know, a favorite of yours. We'll I think we can start with Lawson. Four years, right. 35 here, so almost about nine per year, and, and he signs elsewhere, so um, we're going to have to find vengeance somehow. <laughs> um, there are some good cheap options. We could go with Romeo Okora here as a fallback, um, right, or we yeah. could go with uh, Hendrickson. We can go with Hendrickson here. Let's try him I think four years, 30 million. Do you think he's you don't worth want to it? give him a shot or three years, 30 million. So actually about 10 per year. That's what, I think uh, it's worth it. All right. It is a little high. Well, he did. He, he declined elsewhere. Yeah, so it okay. makes it easy for us. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I look, we could go to actually carry Hyder. That's why I was going to go. achieve. Op- and he and decided he elsewhere. How could he spurn his former coach? Wow. That, that is vile. Okay. I guess in this situation, the jets would probably go cheap uh, veteran type of guy and then draft somebody. Michael, any of these guys jump off the page here? I think they have to sign somebody. Alden Smith, Dietrich Wise, Olivier Alden Vernon. Alden Smith did have a pretty good season. We could give let's one year five million. I think that's a worthy shot. Wow, he's he signed. No, none of these edge rushers want to play in this defense. Yeah, Melvin Ingram. Now he's that's too much money for Melvin Ingram. Um, well, I Solomon guess Solomon Thomas. No, he's not really an edge. We're looking for more of that. Five. Okay, let's try nine million. I think in this situation. Olivier Vernon can still play. He still plays nine one year. Nine is pretty high. It is only one year though. Mm. I guess at this point we got to give it a shot. Everyone is just not interested. He in just, us. I, I think, even he doesn't want to play here. All right, so no edge rushers want to play for Sam Darnold's Jets. That's what happens when you try to keep Sam Darnold. Um, I think we can move Everson on. Griffin? Vinny Curry maybe. Vinny Curry doesn't want to play here. Does Griffin want to play right, here? No, we don't. Even, we're not going to offer them. We're, you know what? We're going to draft so an edge. Try Everson Griffin. No, we're going to draft an edge. Everson Griffin, one year, five million. Come on. Yes. Oh, there you go. Everson right. Griffin accepted. Okay, there we go. That was that was embarrassing. All right. So the us. defensive side not playing out too. Oh, there were more edges up here. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, yes. Yeah, so I think the Jets have their front line and their offense set in free agency. Now it turns to the linebacker position. I think they will try to sign a will. I think they'll probably try to dump some money into a will linebacker. I think the Sam linebacker, you take off in nickel packages. I think Saul is going to run a lot of nickel. So I think they can maybe draft somebody there or go cheaper. There are some good linebacker options for the Jets. Obviously, Jayon Brown, you're a big fan um, of Nicholas Morrow. 
um, from the yes. Raiders. Quan Alexander will most likely be a free agent from the Saints, has experience in solid defense. But I know you're not really a big fan of him. And they could also go Tyus Bowser from Baltimore. Michael, who do you think we should offer here? I think Morrow makes a lot of sense. I've talked a lot about him on Twitter recently. He's a guy who I think should be pretty cheap because he doesn't have a ton of starting experience. But when he has played the past couple of years, his coverage has been really good, especially last season. He was one of the top coverage linebackers. I think he really fits their needs. So. Well, he declined. So I guess well, he declined us. So I don't like him anymore. You won't see any more tweets uh, about him from me. Um, so he's probably not going to get as big of a deal because I've been his biggest supporter. So <laughs> goodbye to him. Um, and Alex Anzalone from the Saints is actually a pretty decent, a pretty good coverage linebacker. Another guy who hasn't really started, but he can cover. Three years, 15 million, 26 years Bow- old. Would you explore Bowser or do you think Bowser is too expensive? At this point, we only have 22.1 million left. All right, fine. We'll go, we'll go with Anzalone. Anzalone. Bang. Yeah, there we go. All right, I like that signing of five previous. All right, we got right. 17.1 left. There's 17 million left. I think the Jets would sign kind of a cheap guy who can start here, just a, a cheap free agent here. Devondre Campbell's interesting. Kevin Pierre Lewis played for the Jets a few years ago. Do you think we should sign another linebacker? Or do you think they? Yeah, they turn I do think attention? that would make sense. Uh, Pierre Which Lewis one? has quietly been really good in coverage the past couple of years. Two years, oh, okay. six million. We can try that. He's assigned elsewhere. Campbell, Campbell accepted. All right. Who has experience in Jeff Ulbricht's defense? Right. So the defense is coming together. Now it's just corners and safeties. Michael, what are we doing at cornerback? We decided not to bring back Brian Poole, so we better get Kwan Williams to sign because if he doesn't, he accepted. Okay, good. So Kwan Williams is now a New York Jet. They need an outside corner. We have $7 million left in space. I would imagine in this scenario, the Jets are probably cutting Crowder. We messed it up, whatever probably Fant as well, depending on where they're picking at that four spot. If Sewell's there, it makes a lot of sense as well. So I don't think they're going to go all the way down, um, but they have $7 million to spend here on a corner. Michael, who, who catches your eye here? Yeah. So I think at this, obviously we're going to be cheap at this point. Um, so looking at some of the names on here, uh, there are some guys who I think are going to get, not going to be paid that much who actually were pretty decent the past couple of years. Um, Michael Davis of the Chargers is one that stands out. He he's put up pretty good numbers the past couple of years. Only twenty six, um, two years, twelve million on here. Witherspoon with the Niners, um, he's been injured a lot and has been up and down. He had some good numbers. Razul Douglas has the Joe Douglas connection. He's so one year, three million on here. Davis Douglas or Witherspoon? Um, let's try Michael Davis. Two years, twelve million. He decided to sign elsewhere. So Douglas right. and Witherspoon. Let's go try Witherspoon. Two years, wait, two years, $14 million. That's pretty expensive. All right, let's go with Rizul Douglas. All right, let's try Kevin King, one year, $5 million. He's not Kevin King. All right, right, there we go. Our secondary is not going to be good. And uh, now we have to sign a kicker, lastly, Randy Bullock, or is he not worth it at all? Well, I guess he's the only guy we could afford, so we have to go. I didn't even, so we have to draft a kicker. And he doesn't even want to sign with us, so we're going to have a kicker disaster again. Uh, So business as usual with the Jets. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe no kicker. Maybe there's somebody in the draft that catches our eyes. So, all right. So here we are. Picking at four, both quarterbacks are still available. We're not doing that because Sam Darnold is going to be the quarterback in this scenario. Sewell is off the board. Um, so I believe it was Trevor Lawrence, Sewell, and who? Who went? What? Jamar Chase. Sorry, Jamar Chase. Okay. So on the board, obviously, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, Christian Derisaw. Caleb Farley, Michael, I think we did this trade thinking that Sewell was going to be here. So now we've got a little bit of a curveball in draft night. 
Where do you see the Jets going here? I think, okay, if this is real life, they're trading down again because Fields and Wilson are both on the board. But let's just pretend that that doesn't exist. Yeah, Who would you take? In this I situation? think you'd probably go. Oh, it's tough. I think you'd probably go with the receiver here. Probably Devontae Smith. Not the situation. Not, not Derisaw? It is. Or tough. Slater? I guess you could also go with the tackle and then go, cut Fant later. Or corner. Caleb Farley, certainly. What would you do? You can make this pick. This is a tough one. This is a very tough one. So we cut Crowder in our in our head, not really in the simulator, but in our head we say we cut Crowder. We signed Johnny Smith, so Pitts is off the board. I mean, I guess I guess we go with the receiver. I'm I'm tempted by one of these corners. I kind of want to go with Caleb Farley, or just go really crazy and take J.C. Horn at four, who I kind of have this weird feeling is going to be the first corner taken off the board. But we'll leave him on because I think he might be there at 23 in the simulator. Uh, I think in this situation, Douglas would probably take an offensive lineman and cut yeah. fan. So let's do that. Uh, you want to go Darisaw or Slater? darisaw has got some versatility, and he can play guard, too. All right, we'll go with him, then. Okay, Christian Darisaw. Now, look, if Sewell's there, you can sub him in between. It could be Sewell or Darisaw. For the purpose of this, it'll be Darisaw. Now we're sitting at 23. A lot of guys are coming off the board, but Micah Parsons is still there. The Jets did in this, in this uh, situation, did pay two linebackers. Um, Zaven Collins, another linebacker. What do you think here, Michael? I mean, could go with a receiver with Kadarius Toney, Rashad Bateman. I think the edge is probably where I would lean. I'd be leaning towards Jalen Phillips from Miami. There's also you know, Gregory Rousseau is there as well. Yeah, Zeke I think this is Clark. a good spot to go with the edge. Yeah, what do you think? I'm, I'm thinking Phillips. That's who I yeah. think he's probably my favorite out of the class. Yeah, we can go there. And we, and we got spurned by every edge rusher, so we need to yes. go there anyways. Okay, so Jalen Phillips is their pick. Now we're picking again, um, top of the second round. Zayvon Collins is still there, who's a very interesting prospect, but so is Kadarius Tony. I think if Tony's there, I mean, I think considering we cut Crowder in our heads, I think we take Tony. Do you agree? Yeah, that makes sense too. Okay. Him and Samuel will be dirty. And then we're now, right back up yeah. with the fourth pick of the second round from the Falcons. What do you think here? Is Wyatt Najee Davis Harris still there? Najee Harris is there. there. I'm not a running back guy at all. I don't pretty think vocal about that, but that is interesting. Um, so we've got a receiver. We've got an edge. We've got a tackle. At this point, we could double dip at edge. Like like you said, the ed, nobody wanted to sign with us in free agency. Everyone hates Robert Sala's defense for some reasons. Osai is interesting. Osai is interesting. He's more of a 3 4 outside up on the Miami guys. Screw it. Let's do it. Rousseau is our pick. We got both Miami rushers. And now we wait. Now we wait for the third round. I think just the story of, of the Darnold um, simulator. And once we get to fourth Roche round. get another Miami. No, God, chill out. <laughs> I think we probably go with a corner here if there's a, you know, a good one. If it's not, the board isn't really falling our way with the corners. I. Yeah, I mean, the, the next one. Yeah, no, okay. I don't think we're in the range for a good corner right now. Chaz Surratt, linebacker. Jabril Cox, linebacker. Pete Werner, linebacker. I'm just kind of looking at any positions of need. They could go with a running back. Michael, this is tough. With the running back. You think so? Um, you think this is a good spot? Do we sign Jamal Williams? No, we signed Marlon Mack. Hmm. Tevin Jenkins tackle still here who seems like he's probably not a 
probably higher than a third round prospect. So we did draft a tackle first round, obviously, yeah. but kind of doubling down on some positions here. I think from a need perspective, I would say that corner and linebacker were the Jets are weakest and probably guard because I think right now. Yeah. So we could go with Surratt at at, at, at linebacker because we didn't right. go too big there. Yeah, let's go with, let's go with Surratt. So we do still have that linebacker need. And then hopefully there's a good corner available with the second, uh, third round pick. Yeah, the next highest corner is not for a ways down. I don't even see one. Radarius Williams from Oklahoma State. I'm not even going to pretend to know who that is yet. The closer we get to the draft, the the more knowledgeable I get on the day three play. This is still day two, I guess. But the, the late round guys, just from doing all these simulators – Michael, what are you thinking from a position perspective? I guess this is the last pick we'll really, really focus on um, as we move to the other scenarios, um, which we'll fly through as well. Um, well I, I would like to take a running back here, but really no good value in terms of the board right now. Um, the best player available. Well, Jamar Jefferson, that's good of a value. More than today. Right, let's go with Jefferson. 22nd pick of the third round. A little right, so I think that pretty much the rest of these picks, we don't have to All touch right. on them we too won't, much. We won't make these. But you get the gist. Um, again, jetsxfactor.com. Go subscribe, and you can do this yourself. Michael, let's do some. Let's do two more scenarios. We'll fly through these a little bit faster. Let's go with trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, now, in the trade for Watson, Michael, I guess what are you willing to give up? I, I think for me, I'm definitely willing to be very aggressive for him. In terms of picks, I don't want to touch – uh, Quinn, Quinn and Williams, I don't think Mekhi Becton would actually be involved, but I don't want to touch Quinn and Williams if we don't have to. Um, so I would I would definitely be willing to go in that four first-round pick sort of range if they have to. I think he is worth that much to have the certainty to get a in-his-prime franchise quarterback, top four to five quarterback in the league. So, so what are you offering? Though? Which Are you offering both this year and both next year? You're offering? So I guess we can – let's start off with both first this year. We'll go with the first next year. We'll throw in our round two this year and our round two next year and see if that works. It's kind of a ton, but okay. All right. What Do you, what, do you think that's a little bit much? Should we? I think that's a bit much. A I think lower? we can take our two off right here. I think we can do three ones and a two right now. All right. Let's oh, and, and we can put Darnold in there as well. You think they want Darnold? I don't think that. I think I think I think we try this. All right, see. Let's try they accept it. All right. Yeah, there you go. Oh, a nice little Photoshop too. Bang. All right. Deshaun Watson is now a Jet. So Michael, obviously we went through the Darnold um, scenario, and we built a and pretty good can, team. We could still get some more for Darnold here now too, since we still have. All right. Him. Let's let's try the Panthers trade. Let's do the Panthers trade. Well, that was oh. the trade down. Oh, so oh yeah. Never mind. We could do the uh, the the one Steelers trade where we can get a couple extra. Uh, a one round three pick and a round four pick in there, uh, and then the swap in the sixth round, or I we think, could just go for a second round. Pick. I think we go with the second round pick from the Niners. Yeah, that's the high second round. Yes. Pick. All right. So we'll do that now with the Darnold. Years. Now with the Darnold scenario we ran through a few moments ago. Obviously, Joe Douglas was very aggressive. I mean, Johnny Smith, Curtis Samuel, uh, Marlon Mack, Joe Tooney. I mean, they went all out. How do you think? the philosophy I guess would change from building around Darnold to building around Watson. Cause in my eyes, I think they're actually kind of similar. I think with the rookie, it's a little different, but I think it would be aggressive full court press with Darnold. It's because, all right, we have to know what this kid is. Is he the real deal or is he not with Watson? I think immediately as soon as you trade for him, the expectation or at least the goal 
is Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think the Jets are ready for that. I think they're probably a few years away from that. But if you trade for Deshaun Watson, that's the goal. And so I think Joe Douglas goes all out, guns blazing. Michael, what are your thoughts on how his philosophy would change uh, as you got to Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I think the way you said it pretty much makes sense. They're really going to have to be aggressive, and especially in free agency, because you will be losing a lot of premium draft picks to get him. So I think that uh, in free agency and well, the trade market's going to be tougher, of course, without some of those picks. But even later round picks, you can swap for veterans, um, like we've seen the Brandon Marshall trade. We've seen guys like Calais Campbell, Jarrell Casey, good players get traded for late round picks. So those trades, they'd probably amp up. Uh, and then free agency, I think, like you said, they got to be aggressive with what they do have left uh, if they do make that trade. So I think the aggressiveness in terms of more established names would definitely take a spike if they did trade for Watson. So we're at the free agency portion with Watson. We flew through the resigns, did the same thing that we did with Darnold, brought the same guys back. Now back to the quarterback question. If you have Watson, do you do you sign a guy or do you are you comfortable rolling with Morgan as the two because your QB one is so good and you have limited assets, forty nine million dollars in cap space and less picks to build around him. So Michael, what are your thoughts on, on where the Jets should spend this money? I, I do like the idea you brought up before with Nick Mullins as a backup. Uh, just because of the scheme familiarity and he put up decent numbers with them and he did accept with us two years, 2 million. There we go. So we're on, we're starting off on the right foot. The guys seem to want to play in this offense with Michael four, but they seem to hate Robert Sala's defense in the simulator. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know what Robert Sala did. Um, now let, we'll try to make him a little bit different, make him more fun. Will Fuller, interesting guy. Obviously Reunite him with Watson. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe four years, 67 million's a little expensive for me. 48.3 right for, now. Haven't made the cuts yet. We especially can wait, for a guy. Let's this time wait on the cuts until okay. we need to do anything. So we don't yeah. mess it up. Again. Especially for a guy who is injured as much as he is. I don't know if I'm willing to spend that much money, but the chemistry with Watson is there and he's one of the best deep ball, uh, deep uh, ball guys in the entire league. He's tempting for sure. I think. I think the reason they stay away from him, and I don't know. I mean, there's a few reasons. One, I don't think he's necessarily that yak guy that the Jets are looking for. But also, the Jets had a player very similar to Fuller and Robbie Anderson, who was a hell of a lot more consistent, I guess, than just the way that he was on the field a lot. But one of the best deep threats in the league. He was younger than Fuller. He's as fast as Fuller. Fuller's probably a little bit better. But he's on the Anderson was on the field more, and the Jets set their price and didn't go past it. I think the Fuller thing is is more nostalgia, I guess, in the sense that he has that experience with Watson. Michael, your call here. I'll, I'll give you the the on. Do we go with Fuller? And if not, well, who do we go with? Let's start with Allen Robinson. We'll, we'll see if he wants. Really? To take, uh, All right. We'll go with the non take four eighty. And okay, and he decline. does not want to play with Deshaun Watson. So have fun with so there's some beef there. You go. Juju. So we'll go to Will Fuller now. All right, Will Fuller has decided to sign right, elsewhere. Let's try Galladay. Galladay's not a scheme fit. Galladay's not a scheme fit. We're not going to sign. He's Gallaudet. too Come good. On. It doesn't matter. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. All right, three years, thirty-six with Corey Davis. Good value. Corey Davis accepts. accepts. All right, I like that. All right, like all right. That. I think that's a good fit with Deshaun Watson. He's a great fit for this offense as well. And in some ways, I actually like Davis more than Samuel because there's actually a lot of players like Samuel in this draft. Because um, should we go with the cut Crowder route in this one? Maybe try to add another big weapon. I think we wait on cutting Crowder. I think you maybe could in in free agency as well, um, or in, in the draft. Excuse me. Um, yeah, but what, sorry, what I was saying is there's a lot of guys in the draft that are very similar to Curtis Samuel. So Corey Davis, in my eyes, actually might be a better signing for the Jets, but Samuel's obviously so, so exciting. It's just the concern is that 
you're signing, I don't want to call him a gadget guy, but he is more known for what he does as, as a non-traditional receiver. And it's always kind of dangerous when you invest premium assets into that. But I love the Corey Davis signing. I think we wait in the cuts, like you said, Michael. I think with running back, probably the same strategy here. Well, yeah, probably the same strategy here. Well, let's let's offer Jamal Williams, see if he accepts. He's decided to sign elsewhere. We go with Mac. He's decided to sign elsewhere. Now we have to get things get a little interesting. Do we go? We try uh, McKinnon at one year, one and a half. Could be a pretty nice value. Jer- there we go. McKinnon accepts. Okay, we All go right, cheap so on the running back. Four point eight million here. Now we try for use check again, and he accepts. Let's Bang. go use check. It's it's just written. That's that's what we've learned in this podcast so far. Now two for two with use check, he has to come here. So now because we, we did John in the last one, we'll leave Johnny Smith out of this one, except I do think he is, uh, he's such a great player. I mean, we, we saw him a lot when we were doing our whole Arthur Smith stuff and, and we watched a lot of the Titans and Johnny Smith just does so many amazing things. But I think for all, you know, for this simulation, we'll, we'll skip out on him. I think Trey Burton in that tight end two role makes a lot of sense. Yeah, has experience with Joe Douglas. Tight end this time. So two years, eight for Trey Burton. He doesn't like us. He declined. <sighs> You know, I would say Dan Arnold, but try Dan Arnold. The initials is Darnold, and I don't know if I really like that, but he's just okay. Yeah, All right. Jordan Reed, experience in the offense. He accepts. Banks. One year one. That's a good value. He can't block at all, but, but still a very good receiver. Yeah. When he's All right, I'll take him. All right. Now we get to the offensive line. I think we start off. I think every single one of these we will be offering Joe Tooney. I think he just makes so we'll see if he declines us yet. He did. Oh my Ooh. God. All right, Very we'll turn sure. around. And surf to us. So now I think you got to go to Lindsley. And Lindsley's elsewhere. Well, nobody wants to play with Deshaun Watson, apparently. Now I think you look at the tackles. Yeah. I think you go after a tackle. Let's start with Taylor Moen. Elsewhere. Daryl Williams. Elsewhere. Oh, oh, over five. Deshaun Watson's just cursed. Now, Michael, in this situation. Because he takes so many sacks, they don't want him making them look bad. In this situation, Michael, after all the free agent research you've done, in the nightmare scenario that Scherf, that the Jets miss out on Scherf, Tooney, Lindsley, Moton, and Williams. I mean, where do they even go for their offensive line help? Obviously the draft, but they've lost some assets here. To, to be honest, the guard spot really has almost nothing else outside those two guys. So I, I feel like we just have to pass on Alex it. Mack and, and then now. bump. We could we could get Alex Mack to try and play, uh, try to get him to play center, move McGovern over as a last resort option. And he does have that that sort of familiar. And I mean, the Jeff Ulbricht connection, but he played against him in practice. That doesn't count. I think he's also 35. Uh, Wow. All right. I say we we pass on it and try to focus on no offensive lineman. And okay. So we're going to have to go all out on O lineman. We better get an edge rusher. All right. So we Uh, do. Hopefully the edge works out better than last time. Carl Lawson accepts four years, 35 million for Carl Lawson. That'd be a hell of a signing for the Jets. So they get their edge rusher. Now we go back to the linebacker spot. Um, we can go a little bit bigger at linebacker this time. Let's try Jay on Brown. All right, we'll go with Jay on Brown. Well, Warriors. They're at 20 million. I, I don't think they invest a lot of money to the linebacker because it's All right, so let's try Morrow again. I think he they got this last time. He just and he spurned us again. Let's try Tyus Bowser. Tyus Bowser. All right, there we go. Three years, 27 for Bowser. We're at 11 and a half million. Yes, there we go. Okay, and then we're we can corners sign. sign Campbell. All there right, Devondre Campbell wants to come here as well. Now we're cutting out only $8 million in cap. We Now we're going to cut some guys, I think. Should we make sure we get a kicker first? Well, we, we have space to cut. We have space to maneuver here, Michael. All right, come all right. on. All right. What do oh, you think? We haven't made our cuts yet, too. So 
I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay, let's go with let's go with Kimmel Williams first, and he accepted. Okay, right. now let's go to the roster here and cut and some you, guys. And you didn't resign Pool, right? No, I did not resign Pool. So, because of course, Kwan Williams is a slot guy. So, I think obviously Lewis is out. Well, actually, if they don't sign anybody, well, maybe yeah, Lewis does come back. We're kind of in this tough spot. We didn't. Get I think any O lineman. I think they do keep Lewis in that situation. Now we have to stick with Lewis. Okay, we cut Henry Anderson. That freed up some money. <sighs> we could get fifteen point two million by cutting Watson. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to think where they should even. I guess Crowder. I mean, right? I mean, because then you have Corey Mims. Davis. We have Mims. Mims. We're Davis. gonna have to address the offensive line, though. Yeah, I know. So I think we All stick right. with Crowder. All right, we cut. We cut. Yeah, we didn't even get anybody for the tackle spot either. Okay. Back to the corners. Where do you think they go here? We got Williams. They need an outside guy. Nine million dollars in cap space, and we have to sign a kicker as well. Let's go get the kicker first because we don't want to miss out on the kicker. All right, let's start as cheap as possible. Um, Bullock is the cheapest kicker on here for $2 million, so let's try him. That Randy, the return? Oh, he didn't even want to come back here. He had nightmares about Let's go with Nick Foles, $3 million. Tank legend from the Dude, no, Monday uh, night game. He's so brutal, but all right. He had right, a decent Folk season this, heroes back. this year. All right, so Nick Folk is our kicker. Leaves us with about, what, $6 million for um, corner now? Yeah, I guess we have we have about six million, six and a half million. I'm just trying to think where we should go. I guess Michael Davis is who we offer first, right? Yeah. He decided to sign elsewhere. Will Witherspoon's out of our price range. Douglas, Kevin King, what are we thinking here? We can try. But Douglas try Rizul Douglas. And he accepted. Okay, right. that's a decent so, flyer. Looking at the roster before we get to the draft in this Deshaun Watson ultra aggressive scenario. Obviously, Watson's your quarterback. At back, you have Jarek McKinnon, um, Michael P. Ryan, Josh Adams. And what night you brought in use check as the fullback. And then at receiver, you have a nice group of, of Mims, Corey Davis, and uh, Jamison Crowder. At the line, that's going to be the biggest weak spot for this team because it's the exact same. Right now, heading into the draft, sugarcoat it. <laughs> the exact same offensive line that the Jets had last year. And they're going to have limited assets. And then on defense, their big win. Um, was obviously finally securing an edge rusher in Carl Lawson. And they'll spread Tyce Bowser, Devondre Campbell, Kwan Williams. Tyce Bowser's a big one. He's great in coverage. Uh, and we yeah. did get Kwan Williams to man the slot. So there are so some good things. Let's going do the here. first few rounds just like last time. Um, we don't have a first round pick. This is going to be tough. They're going to have to land a guard here. And then, you know, I, I guess the one thing that you do once you have Deshaun Watson, I mean, things become a little less important, I guess. You know, he elevates those around him. So. All right, so round two. I'm trying to look at the, the guards here. Is there anybody that fell? There's is there not a guard we can reach on, or would it be too absurd to reach on a guard here? Okay, so Rasu's available, Phillips is available, Tony's available, Saving Collins, Najee Harris. I don't really see a good guard. I don't think why it's can put though. it off till the, the top Josh Myers. interior left is Josh yeah. Myers. I think he could be available in the third round, so we okay. could put it off. That's a risky game we're going to play here. But, okay, so what would be the second biggest need for the Jets? Should we go to uh, Tony here in the second with the second-round pick at wide receiver? And or should we go with an edge? Phillips is here. Dale Phillips is still here. You can double down at that edge. I, that's kind of hard to pass We up, are honestly. still going to need I think in one. this situation the Jets would probably trade down and pick up picks. 
Uh, yeah, I agree with that, what you just said, Michael, but they'll probably need another one. But I do think they will probably try to start Franklin Myers, the five tech. But I could see them bringing in two big edges, like in this situation. So let's take Jalen Phillips. So you have Phillips and Lawson, and then you have J- JFM uh, at three tech on passing downs and Foley on rundowns. Um, and then you just keep your, your defensive lineman fresh. We do have this extra second round pick from the Niners. Yes, that's true. I forgot about that. So I think this is where you don't play around. And I think you go ahead and, and take Josh Myers if he's here and he is not. Wow. That is sad. Oh yeah, he oh, is. Yeah, right he is. Yeah, he is. I missed. All right. Josh Myers is our center. There we go. Okay. We have an offensive lineman on the board. So right now our O-line's looking like Becton, I guess. Uh, Van Roten. Yeah. Connor McGovern, Josh Myers, Van Roten, and Fant. Pretty sad, but with Watson, it's less sad. Still pretty hyped. I mean, I guess the, the, the story of this while we do this, and maybe you can think about this while I say this, but is the fact that even if the Jets were to trade the farm for Watson, like we just did, they still have plenty of assets to make this a good football team. Right. Um, and I think realistically, they're probably going to land one of those two guards, even if they don't get one of them, go big at tackle or Lindsley at center. Right. I yeah. Think I think really that was kind of unrealistic. Well for five. I think that, I, I think that was kind of unrealistic. I think there's just kind of this misconception but that this is the jets we're talking about. Yeah. So may, yeah. I maybe mean, Joe, Douglas, Joe Douglas does set his, his line in the sand and maybe he won't cross it for any of those guys. But I think if they got to the point where they just didn't get any of them, I think they would probably pony up for the last one available. Um, Looking at oh sorry what I was gonna say was the misconception though is is that exists is like you know why would Deshaun Watson want to go to the Jets it's just gonna be if the Jets trade all these assets for Watson then he's just gonna be in the same situation he's in but in New York and obviously me and you know that's not true because obviously I, I have a lot more faith in, in Joe Douglas and Robert Sala than whatever the Texans are going on over there but also as you can see because of Darnold because of the the assets that Douglas has accumulated in the last year and a half there is plenty of of assets you know via cap and and draft picks to build around watson um i don't know if this is a super bowl team especially with that offensive line but let's say they did land tooney this is a tremendous football team the best jets team that we've seen in a while if deshaun watson's your quarterback all right two more third round picks to go and then we'll, we'll move on to the most realistic scenario michael where do you want to target in the third round here uh, there are some decent options at linebacker edge receiver what are you what are you thinking here i think they go corner uh, personally, yeah, we I can definitely need, we definitely need some more corner. I go Tyson though. Campbell from Georgia. Sean Wade's more of a nickel, anyways, and he got absolutely toasted um, the entire season. I'll go um, with a corner there, and then lastly, our second, third round pick, pick twenty-two. We've got the edge locked down. We've got the corner spot locked down. Linebackers are looking pretty good with Bowser. You could sign maybe another one or, or draft another one. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the world is your oyster. I would say running back is where I'd kind of be looking, but I don't really see – I guess Jamar Jefferson's there again because the, we only signed Jarek McKinnon in this situation. But, again, offensive line's a big concern. So maybe – I mean, Deontay Brown's not really a scheme fit from Alabama. He's more of a big boy, power gap type of scheme. I don't know. Michael, what are you, what are you thinking here, running back or offensive line or somewhere else? It does seem like with the way the board is that there are a lot of receivers, edge, and safety at the top. So it might seem like a little bit of a reach at this point to fill some of our biggest needs. But th- this is a pretty tough one at this spot. You can make this pick. You're, I think, I'm Just lending most of the draft the decisions to you. Keep passing the buck. Okay, I'm you know what? In this situation, stuff. We're we're co GMs. Okay. If Shaka Tony was here, I don't see any way you pass on him. But because we've already invested. Phillips and lost into the edge it doesn't really make much sense but that would be my pick but 
I guess uh, I'd want an interior offensive lineman. I guess just because I don't want to reach like way deep into all the way down here to take one. I guess we go Jamar Jefferson because that running back spot is pretty weak. I think the Jets will have a very best player available sort of approach because they have so many needs. Yeah. Um, It will depend on what happens in free agency and the trade market and things like that. But I I could definitely see a very much best player available sort of approach because there are so many positions of need on the roster that there's hardly anything that you can't consider a need. Yeah. No, that's actually a really good point. I, I mean, I think this team is going to be a hell of a lot better, but there's just so many holes that I think it's really going to be a kind of two years before the Jets, this offseason and next offseason in my eyes, before the Jets are really legit. I think they can make the playoffs. I mean, a rebuild is more is becoming an increasing myth in today's NFL, especially when you look what the Jets have to build with. But yeah, I mean, a quarterback, a running back, two or three offensive linemen, a receiver, a tight end, one or two edge guys, one or two outside linebackers, one or two corners. I mean, it's just, there's a lot to go. And I think the one thing we learned with Douglas, if he carries his approach over from last year, I think it will be different, but I don't think he's going to sink assets into, you know, let's say a free agent, you know, because I think some teams fall into the, the problem of trying to plug all their holes at once. And then you end up overpaying a mediocre corner and you're paying him starter money because it's like, well, we need a starting corner. He's a guy, let's sign him. And then bang, he's our starting corner. But then you just wasted, you know, let's say $8 million that year on a guy. I just feel like Joe Douglas is going to, have his vision. I don't think we're going to plug all the holes, but I think he's going to do a solid job of plugging holes in free agency, building in talent through the draft, but the jets are still going to, you know, have some holes on that team next year. Now we go to the most likely scenario, which is, this is the one that no, I didn't mean to hit that. There we go. Um, which is drafting, drafting quarterback. a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Jenks. There we go. Um, I guess we take the Niners trade again. It's well, we, we can do and... something different. All right, you want to go something different? It up. Let, let's do the let's do this one where we get the third and the fourth round pick from the Steelers. Okay, there we go. So we'll third, be getting fourth, eighty-seven and one twenty-nine, and we'll be swapping in the sixth round for Darnold. I think that's actually pretty terrible value, but whatever. It probably is. It's just third and fourth, and we move down in the sixth. No, you know what? Screw that. Steelers are a poverty fan franchise. Let's go with Chicago. Fifty-two. We send back a fifth. I mean, if you, yeah, let's do that. Agree or yeah, you, let's do that. Okay, okay, there we go. Finally, all right, and I'll fly through some of these resigns. I guess, Michael, what? How would you say the philosophy differs when you're building around a quarterback that's young and there's you, now you have five years, five glorious, probably more like four, four glorious years to build a contender with a, a QB on a rookie contract. I guess, how do you think Douglas's philosophy shifts? Uh, and, and how we would build this team and, and just kind of your thoughts on, on the path that we, me and you both presumably want the Jets to go down. Well, this is the big advantage of having that rookie quarterback contract is having all this extra cap space at your disposal because it is the most expensive position in the, in the game to sign. So once you do get to that point where you have to extend him, and obviously if you get to that point, it's probably a good thing because he's most likely played well to earn it. Um, but once you do get to that point, it's, it takes up a very big portion of your cap space. So to have those four years to where he doesn't have to take up that much cap space is a big advantage. So the free agent market is where you can take advantage of that. So I think that it is important to be aggressive. We look back to when the Jets, even though you're not necessarily trying to compete right away, you do want to give your quarterback as good of a situation as possible. You look back to the Jets in 2018, they didn't do that. And it's a big part of why they're in the position they're, that they're in now and why Sam Darnold didn't work out. So I think that it is important 
to make the most of the advantage that having your quarterback be on a rookie deal gives you. All things I agree with, Michael. We are in the free agent portion, but I think it's important to to decide who we're taking it to right now because I think one of the things you've seen from all the young quarterbacks who have come into the league and had success is they've had a team built to their strengths. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, I'm more team Fields at the moment. Yeah, I don't really actually know where you lie. I mean, I think you were more Fields, and now I might be leaning back towards Wilson. I think Oscar gave a very good breakdown, and it's kind of how I believe that Wilson may be slightly the better scheme fit i think fields is the much yeah, better we've prospect seen everything at this point we've seen articles oh he's actually not a scheme fit he's a great scheme fit no i don't think i mean look look there are concerns because right now there are legitimate concerns about the offense that he that justin fields runs at ohio state and about his processing and i think that is fair and i also think his release could be a little bit faster as wilson's a guy who has a, a wicked fast release but i don't think he's this insane process. I mean, because here's the thing. When you go last year, everybody's talking about Justin Herbert. And I think he's kind of a, an interesting guy to look at when you think about field. And he was thinking a lot of the offs that he was running at, at Oregon. And you're drafting for the physical tools. And people criticize his processing. But in the NFL, Justin Herbert has been one of the best processing quarterbacks that we've seen from a rookie. I mean, the way that he's able to just go through reads. And Fields is a guy that I don't think he's that, obviously. I think he is. There are legitimate concerns there. But he's not this – he is not the one-read quarterback that people make him out to be. There are times in Ohio State's offense where he is read and run. But he does go through progressions. He has had plenty of times where he's under center and running a bootleg and has his back to the defense. And he's running a lot of Shanahan, West Coast type of things. He's playing for a different head coach than all these other Ohio State quarterbacks that have come through. Also – Michael, go ahead and name me a good Clemson quarterback before Deshaun Watson. Or go ahead and name exactly. me a, a, a good Tyler BYU quarterback. Boyd. Okay. Boyd is really good. <laughs> so you don't scout the helmet. And I also think it wasn't like Fields was just a, you know, a random four-star recruit, five-star recruit, and then goes to Ohio State and benefits off their, their offense and becomes you know, a, a great quarterback. I mean, he was the number two prospect in the entire country. I mean, one of the best quarterback prospects to come out of high school in the history of the game. I mean, he's just, I think there is the prospect fatigue is real with him. I think he is over criticized and I think Zach Wilson's under criticized. Obviously I'm be ecstatic with either. I mean, I think Zach Wilson's just so intriguing, but you know, with the type of player he is, but Michael, I'll let you decide, I, you know, where I'm lying right now. I would say I would take fields. Um, but I hey. agree with you. Let's go. Let's go with Justin Fields. Okay. Uh, the other thing to remember there, Justin Fields, the other thing to remember there is that I think the the interesting thing is is we know two philosophies we can take away from Joe Douglas's first draft. One, and this was something that Salas talked about a lot, that he likes to work with the coaching staff and and you know the coaching staff will tell him this is the type of player we want to run this scheme, and then Joe Douglas will go ahead and make that decision who the player will be. And you you know that would sound like that should be routine, but as Jets fans may know, the last decade before Joe Douglas, that wasn't really the there wasn't much communication between the two. The coaching staff might 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 want one player and the, the general manager might want another player. There weren't really weren't working in sync and drafting players to fit a scheme. And if you believe Zach Wilson's the slightly better scheme fit, or let's say Michael Floor says that, then he might be the guy. But we also know that Douglas likes to draft athletic, high ceiling, high character guys. And that's all things that Justin Fields is. I think Fields has the higher ceiling. Wilson might be the slightly better fit, but I also actually think that Fields has the higher floor. So I agree with this. Let's go with Fields, but honestly, I mean, Fields and Wilson will talk ourselves into either one of them and be ecstatic. If they're going to go with Fields, though, I like Tyra Taylor as the backup quarterback, and he accepted. I think he makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think you kind of do what the Ravens did with Lamar and RG3. Obviously, they're different players, 
Taylor is not nearly the player that, that Justin Fields is, but you can install a similar offense, which is going to be that West Coast Shannon offense. Michael Floor is going to have a spin to it. And then if they have a guy like Fields, they're going to add some RPO elements, some read option elements. And I think Taylor fits that quite nicely. Um, looking at the receiver position, Michael, where do you think we should go with this one? I mean, you have a rookie quarterback, so maybe you don't have to go all in on a guy. Do, you, do we go back to the Curtis Samuel route? Do we go with the Kendrick Bourne route? I think that with a guy like Fields, you can start to look at the some more of the vertical bigger guys as better fits because I do think Fields has a very good deep ball. I think he's a good outside thrower. He's willing to give guys chances to make plays. Um, I, I, he's, I think he's just more of a, a better all-around pocket thrower than Wilson. Look, both guys are great, but I think Wilson, there's a lot more of um, just a lot more of outside the pocket and just uh, just a lot of that backyard football to his game backyard football that's sort of what I'm going for and that is where you can kind of maximize the yak guys more but Justin Fields I think is, is a guy who is better at spreading the ball around and that's where your true winners on the outside can really shine so I think we can feel more comfortable with an Allen Robinson type of guy with Justin Fields more so than Wilson, but Robinson doesn't want to sign with us. <laughs> Decline four years, 80 million. So let's go with Kenny Galladay. Let's give him a shot. Five years, 85. And he signs elsewhere. Let's give Will Fuller. Fuller. Fuller accepted. Will Fuller. Okay. I, I like that one. I, right, I like that Justin we spread Fields out. has a really good deep ball uh, and that should be maximized by one of the best deep threats. So Will Fuller, I do like that. Sign. All right. I, I like that. Obviously risk with him in terms of durability, but I like the fit there with Justin Fields. And I think if you sign him, you're probably cutting Crowder. So let's go ahead and cut Crowder then. Right. You agree with yeah, that? We haven't done the Crowder cut route yet. So let's go ahead and do, All right, do we'll that. Cut Crowder. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it, nothing's off the table. I personally would probably hold on to him, but we cut Henry Anderson oh. and, um, and Jamison Crowder. And we can get Alex Lewis. Let's just cut Alex Lewis. All right, we don't all know right. what will happen at, at an offensive line, but we'll go ahead and get he's him out of here for the extra yeah, 5.4 million. So we're at 67.4 in cap space after let's go get you Tony. to about 16 per year. So let's go there for go. Tooney, and he accepts. Okay, now back. I just wanted to make sure we got Tooney in the bag before we continued. So we got Tooney and Fuller. We're already doing – we've already done gotten a lot more support for Justin Fields than Sam Darnold got in his first season. So let's look at the running back position here. Um, let's let's try. I do like the McKinnon route. I think that's a solid just because of the fit and everything. And he's a pretty good price on here, one half million. And he accepts. So we're cheap at running back. Use check Gotta again. Go with use check. Three for three. Oh, he's, that's destiny right there, baby. Happen. That's we go with a big tight end with the rookie. Do you just load up on assets? I think if you're cutting Crowder, I'm going. Yeah, let's go Tano. for Johnny Smith. Let's see if we can do it. And he accepted. Smith Bang. Wow. What an offense. 38.4 here. Our offense right. is looking great. 38.4. Now, do we do we explore the tackle route? Do we explore? Let's Lindsay? try it. Let's try it. Because if we can get it and cut fan, right. it's not a huge hit. Let's let's so try Lindsley first. Try let's try Lindsley first. He decided right. to sign elsewhere. Okay, screw you, Lindsley. Um, let's go so with let's, the tackle route. So let's try Taylor Moten first. He accepted. Taylor Moten accepts. I like it. All right. So Moten is coming in at about 14 per year. So we can cut Fant 7.4. So it's really a loss of about uh, 6.6 million per year. So Perfect. we're at 31.8 right, right now with a loaded Perfect. offense. Wow. Still looking for the defense. $31 million to spend on the defense. Michael, you going big at edge? You going you going after Carl Lawson, Shaq Barrett? Or are you going cheaper on the, the edge rush? What are you thinking? 
we could try to change it up and maybe because we've gone cheap at cornerback every time so we could try yeah you want to go after a big corner well there's not really a good i mean we could go yeah, there isn't really a big corner there are some good some really good ones i think but there isn't really the anyone who's going to get that huge deal who you have to cash out for so we should still go big at edge i think let's try carl lawson again we've had some success with him Hopefully we can know. Although, actually, we could go big at linebacker this time instead of cornerback and try for Jayon Brown. So we haven't yeah, done I don't that think yet. They, they already have $19 million to CJ Mosley. Yeah, I just that don't is see. true. Let's so go let's, big let's at edge, but let's go with Yannick. Yeah, let's try uh, Ngakwe. And, and he there accepts we go. that 62 That's yeah, a no. pretty big price, I think, for his <laughs> recent production. But it's, <laughs> it's a massive, but huge. But he Down does to have a lot million. of talent, so hopefully he does. I don't see Joe Douglas season. showing that out, but we'll have fun for the sake of this exercise. At linebacker? Ooh, what are we thinking? Let's try Morrow again? Mm, Morrow oh, accepts. All right, he's All back. Right, we go. I'm back on the bandwagon. Back on the bandwagon. Let's go to corner here. to look at corners. We've been cheaping well, out on the corners. We can do a little bit better here because we haven't had success at corner. Oh, he went elsewhere. Um, Did you resign pool? You didn't? I didn't resign pool. Sorry. I guess we could have for this exercise, but right, let's King? try Desmond King then. Desmond King, Desmond King accepts. King accepts. All right. So we got three go million on the outside again. Artie, Artie Burns. Burns, one and a half million for one year. He nope. didn't even want to sign that. Razul Douglas. Douglas again, and he All right. accepts. Now we're at $393 in cap space. We can't well, even we sign totally a totally ignored cornerback. Totally ignored ki- Yeah, okay. That Yannick contract, I don't think would happen, but whatever. Is there anyone else we can cut to maybe look for some more All right, yeah, okay, hold on. We could uh, we could release, and we could do some of the house clean. Oh, Ryan Griffin. Get rid of Ryan Griffin. We could yeah. get rid of Greg Van Rowen and look for a starting cornerback. No. Uh, but we still need another starting guard so that leaves us with a pretty big we got two million to go sign a kicker really there's no kickers available for wait hold on there you go randy bullock let's try it he didn't want to sign here well screw it all right one of those kickers would be a jet (laughs) we cut somebody all right now this is the interesting part we go to the draft we already know pick number one justin fields like this pick for the jets a lot zach wilson also and now we wait michael who are you kind of thinking with that 23 overall pick? I think this is the other two are kind of more fun. This is actually what I think the jets will end up doing outside of Yannick. Um, but what are you kind of thinking with that pick 23 right now, the way this board fell, um, Kyle Pitts is still a bit. Well, I mean, like, okay, we're going to pretend Kyle Pitts didn't fall because that would just be insane. We're going to sign Janu. Micah Parsons fell. He's very intriguing. Zayvon Collins is intriguing. Harris, Tony, or so yeah, it would be nice like, if Wyatt Davis was here. Uh, I believe he's off the board at this point, so it looks like we missed on that. That would be a big one, though. Yeah. Um, but well, but what are you kind of thinking in general? They can go here. What are you kind of thinking in general? Um, Ignore the simulator for a second. At twenty three, what do you kind? Of, I because I'm kind of leaning towards they're going to take an edge there because I think Phillips or Rosario. Yeah, is I do be think there. edge is the probably the position here. As much as you do want to get that offensive help at least in this simulation, just as an example, we've already gotten so much in free agency. Yeah. Um, so as much as you do want to load up on that help for, uh, for the quarterback, they have a lot of defensive holes too. And that could be the biggest position of value at this point at number 23. So edge could be the way to go. And we still do need another one. We did get um, Yannick here for a ridiculous price, but <laughs> opposite him, we're still going to need some help. So we truly believe Jalen Phillips is here yet again. Kadarius Tony's here as well. Russo is still here. Michael, um, so your call. You, you, you pivoted I'll, to me. 
plenty of times. I'm pivoting to you every single no, time. No, no. You're making this call. Come on. Big boy pants on. Right. GM Michael Nania. Right. Jalen Phillips, we're going here. Okay. He seems to be our favorite at pick 23, which means that he's going to go at like 16 on draft night. All right. Round two, pick two. Najee Harris still available. Zayvon Collins still available. Kadarius Tony still available. This is the meat of the draft, especially if the Jets trade Darnold. I mean, the three picks that they're going to have, the Jets can walk out of this draft with four starters. I mean, well, we did cut Crowder, so we do have a little bit more of a need ooh, for that slot. Guy. And then we got Will Fuller, too. So there is a need for Kadarius Tony. I'm, I'm on board with the Tony train if you are. Yep. We're going to go with Tony here. But, I mean, look, I mean, they're going to get their corn, they're going to get their quarterback most likely at two, and then they're going to have picks right there and that's just in addition to all the cap i mean so we, yeah and so we do have the 20th pick here in the second round thanks to the trade we made for darnold hmm, this is an interesting part of the board i think we I mean, we haven't seen it yet mac jones no i'm just kidding um i don't really know where to go this here. is a really interesting part of the draft like you said okay so for right the audio the board, there's a, a lot of offensive linemen at the top yes. So there's three tackles, Cosme, Carmen, and Falele. Um, so you could go – and Radunes, actually. So four tackles. We did sign Moten, though, so we don't really need a tackle. If you're confident one of those guys can slide into guard, you can maybe do that. I think Falele is, is like 6'8", 400 pounds, right tackle for Minnesota. Interesting, but I don't think he's, he's the move here, especially with, with the signing of right tackle. We already drafted an edge, so away and, and try on or out off the board and Roche as well. Got a receiver, so we don't need one of those. This is trade down territory. Could go with linebacker. I think it's linebacker territory. Who did we sign again? We signed. Uh... We got Nicholas Morrow. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the only one we signed. So could use that, you know, Sam sub package guy as a rookie. Werner you could develop down the line. Um, so you're you your Josh Myers here. There are as some well. Good linebackers. Hmm. I think a good Josh Myers. Yeah, Playing and we can do that to add to that interior. Yeah. We, we do need that guard. So, yeah, that's a good Let's pick to go with okay. Myers. There we go. Add the extra interior guy. And we're picking again. There's with McGovern. Um, two safeties. McGovern has that versatility, but that should complete our interior O-line. Yeah, and then you're looking at round three, pick two. Uh, there's two safeties available in the top three, a few edges in the top ten, a lot of linebackers. Yeah, I mean, since we get to this part of the board, at least in the simulator, it's a lot of linebacker, edge, safety. Um, and then a few tackles. Patrick Jones in there. still here. Um, Kenneth Gainwell running back. We could go with that. You want to go with the running back? Yeah, let's go with Gainwell. We, let's right. do this round three running back pick. All right, we one more pick. On one more pick, and then we'll, we'll analyze these teams real quick and talk about it and get out of here. Last pick. For the Justin Fields-led Jets, uh, I mean, there's a receiver, Diami Brown. There's a few safeties in there. Interior offensive lineman and Landon Dickerson from Alabama. Carlos Basham, our guy. Boogie, Boogie Basham. Well, we already, we already kind of we we kind of invested a lot into the edge. Shaka Tony's available, who I would love to take as well. We I, we could go with another edge here. Shaka Tony or Carlos they, Basham. I think they're they really are going to have to overhaul that got, position. I think you go Tony because I think he brings you the athleticism that you want. Yeah, and, and I think I know you said that like Franklin Myers could play more five tech, but personally for me, I really think they should try keep him on the interior, and if they can get some more pure edge guys to play on the outside, that'd make more sense. So I could right. see a double dip at edge depending on what they do in free agency. Now, Michael, 
And so we stopped at round four, pick two for all these, except I think the middle one um, or the second one we did. Let's analyze these teams real quick. I'm going to just hit random guys and all these, and then we can look at the teams that we built. But I guess just kind of talk um, through the team that we built, the paths that Joe Douglas has, and kind of your personal preferences, what you liked from this and what you kind of learned, just your overall takeaway um, from the simulator exercise. Well, I think one of the biggest things is that this team really does have a lot of maneuverability with what they can do this offseason. The fact that we have these three very different paths that they can take and each of them still leave them with a lot of assets to improve the team just goes to show how good of a position that they're in or as good of a position as you can be as a team coming off of a two win season. But you could they have plenty of assets to trade for Watson and still do a decent job improving the team. If they acquire him, they can trade. This is not something that I think they should do personally, but if you trade down from two, you do have a a ton of options and probably the deepest draft class or the most cumulative pick value of any team in the league. And if you don't do either of those things, you could still trade Sam Darnold, uh, take your quarterback at two and have plenty of cap space and plenty of picks to build around him. So there are a lot of different ways they can go. It's that first domino is going to be the big one. Do you trade for Watson? Do you trade down from two? Do you keep Darnold? Um, do you trade him? That's really what's going to set the tone for the offseason. But no matter what they do, they have a, a lot of chess pieces at their disposals and a lot of different ways they can go. And they'll have quite a bit of assets to build around whoever they choose a quarterback, no matter which way they go. Looking at these three teams, Michael, which one do you think would win the most games in 2020? First with Darnold, and I'll kind of just summarize these really quickly without going too into the, the nitty gritty. With Darnold, we took a tackle at four. You could be Sewell or Darisaw, just, you know, whatever floats your boat. Took Phillips and Tony and Rousseau, so we have a nasty edge dealer, Phillips and Rousseau. Took Chad Surratt and Jamar Jefferson. Um, we signed a lot of guys with Darnold. We brought in Andy Dalton to be his backup. We brought in his weapons, Curtis Samuel, Johnny Smith, Kyle Juszczyk, and Marlon Mack. We beefed up the offensive line with Joe Tooney. And then on the defensive side, we cheaped out a little bit. Everson Griffin, Anzalone, Devondre Campbell, Plumlee. I mean, we tried our best. Just no one wanted to sign Nobody wanted to sign it with, with Darnold. With Deshaun Watson, different story. Obviously, you have a superstar quarterback. In the draft, that we went with Jalen Phillips at 34. He fell all the way there. Josh Myers to be Deshaun Watson center, Tyson Campbell, the corner, and then Jamar Jefferson at running back. The other picks we're just going to ignore. Um, and then to build around him, interestingly enough, Nick Mullins is the backup. Corey Davis would really love that signing. Jarek McKinnon at running back, Kyle Juszczyk at tight end. Jordan Reed, the big one, Carl Lawson at edge. Tyus Bowser at linebacker. Campbell, Quan Williams, Nick Folk, and Rasul Douglas. And then lastly, with Justin Fields, you have Jalen Phillips at pick thirty or pick twenty-three, Kadarius Tony, Josh Myers, and uh, running back Kenneth Gainwell, and then uh, we surrounded Justin Fields with an offense that I think is perfectly fit to his strengths. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor is a, a good backup for him. Will Fuller, Joe Tooney, Jarek McKinnon, Uzcheck, Johnny Smith, Taylor Moten, Neonic and Gawkway, Nicholas Morrow, Desmond King, and Russell Douglas. The other thing to keep in mind with Fields and Wilson, for that matter, I don't. I don't know if I'm on board with just rushing him out there to start week one. I think I think with Fields, you may give him like, you know, five or six games. I think that's kind of deflating to some fans who want to see him there in the home opener. Obviously, that'd be exciting. But I think there is some credence, especially to a guy who's going to be running a completely different system than he ran in college. Like, give him time to breathe. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. Look at Josh Allen. Look at Patrick Mahomes. All those guys didn't come in and start, you know, day one. I think for the longest time in the NFL, there was always this, this conception that, 
you sit your young quarterback. And then around 2010, around honestly when Mark Sanchez, I think it was, it was, yeah, it was the year before me with Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco. People started talking about playing your, your quarterback from day one and, you know, look at the success it's had. But in years past, if you look at all the successful young quarterbacks, hell, even Herbert counts. They didn't start game one. So I think that's important to keep in mind when you look at Tyron Taylor. But sorry, sorry for the sidebar. Michael, what are your thoughts on these teams? Who wins the most out of all three of them? I actually like this Justin Fields team the most. I think we really hit it out of the park in free agency with this one. Fuller, Joe Tooney, um, Jonu Smith, and Taylor Moten. And then defense, a little bit of a question mark there. Kind of overpaid for Ngakwe. Yeah, okay. We, I don't think we, we, we should have done we that. We did get my guy, Nicholas Morrow, coverage beast. Um, but I, this offense looks really good with Justin Fields. And we got Josh Myers. Our corner, and, and our corner is Tony. I think you go cheaper on edge and you maybe splurge a little bit more in corner. But outside of that, I agree. I think – I actually think out of all the paths the Jets can take, going with the rookie quarterback is not only the long-term best plan. I think in some ways it's the short-term best plan because I think it allows you to get a better quarterback with all the assets to build around him, especially since you're trading Darnold for a second. I just think ah, – look, Watson's very fun. Obviously, we'd be for it. But – I just think taking a guy like Fields or Wilson and building this type of team around him, and then you have all those picks next year to build around him. I mean, the Jets could be competing for a Super Bowl in 2023, in 2024. That's not even crazy talk. Like, that's not just optimistic fan talk. I really believe in this coaching staff, and when you look at just the assets that Joe Douglas has, I mean, he hasn't ready over the next two years to take a massive leap. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I think the Justin Fields route or Zach Wilson, you can plug in whoever you like more, is the best path for the Jets to go with. But let us know what you think. The Jets X-Factor off-season simulator is launching on Monday when this podcast comes out. I think it's going to launch around 10 is what you said, Michael. So oh, it'll be, be out. The, the link should be there in the video. I'll start posting about it later. Oh, okay, by, sweet. By, by the time you're listening to this, it's up there for you to use. Yeah. As, so, as long as you just go to the page, subscribe, you get a 30-day free trial, and it's yours to use. Yeah, definitely make sure you check it out. Really, really cool job um, by Jets X-Factor. Um yeah, it's, it's honestly an awesome tool to use. I've been using it the last few days just because I'm sick of doing all the, the draft network simulator and then just thinking in my head about free agents. This gives you a nice kind of realistic way um, to build the New York Jets. So, yeah, tweet us, tweet us pictures of your roster. Let you know what you think of, of the three blueprints, the Jets uh, that we laid out for the Jets here. You can find the podcast where you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Jets, X Factor. Uh, uh, like, rate, review on iTunes. Um, subscribe to the Jets X Factor YouTube channel. A lot of stuff coming out at Jets X Factor. A lot of stuff coming out of this podcast in the next few weeks um, and months. Really excited for all the content we have to bring you in 2021. Michael, any last words before we go? Um, I'm just looking forward to using the simulator over yeah. the next few weeks. <laughs> the next, yeah, 3,000 more times until Every draft Every single day, day I'm going to be using yeah. it 24-7. Every, yeah. I'm yeah. actually going to be doing that. I, I'd say where I'm going to log at least 100 attempts in the simulator. Probably more. I'm trying to be generous. I mean, it makes you sound like a complete lunatic, but like – I don't know. Late at night, you're bored. Just like, all right, let me let me boot up some some simulator and just see uh, what type of uh, what type of team I can build. I'm feeling pretty good about this Justin Fields. So yeah, let us know what you think. Tweet us your teams. Um, everybody have a great day. And as always, folks, don't let the Jets ruin your life. Pass the board quickly. Down to six seconds. Car going down again, and it's Quinnen Williams this time for the Jets. Over the middle in the air, picked off. Ryan Poole. To the end zone, touchdown! The punter, the beat, and the punter brings him down. Brayton Mann saved a touchdown, most likely. Looks right, fires a bomb down the right sideline again for Mims. What a catch by Denzel Mims!